This is Courage Cast. Faith, Test one, inspiration, two. and motivation for today. Well, hey, friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to uh, The Courage Cast. It's good to have you, as always. Welcome, everyone, in the Courageous community. Uh, just a reminder, CourageousCommunity.com is getting more and more full of content. So when you have a second, go there. The first thing you'll see is that you can get a free one-hour audio download right there. Uh, you can click right at the top. You can also listen to all the podcast episodes right there on the website. You can give to uh, the Exodus Road. If you'll remember a few episodes ago, we talked about human trafficking and the the condition that it is with 27 million plus kids in some form of trafficking slavery today is ridiculous. And we want to put an end to that and rescue them do our part. Also, there's a store there. Now you can purchase Courageous Community t-shirts. And everybody tells me that they love these shirts. And I I think they look great. Uh, So you can get them right there. And that's a great way to support the Courageous Community. Uh, And they make great Christmas gifts. Just saying. Anyway, uh, now today we are going to get into the Dale Carnegie discussion again, how to win friends and influence people. And now we are in section three, part three of the book, which is titled how to win people to your way of thinking. And you would think that that would have to do with arguing, but today it's actually the contrary. Principle one says the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. We, We are often tempted to argue with others, especially when we are absolutely convinced that we're right. That's when we have a hard time arguing. I will raise my hand right here, right now, and say that why do I, I'm asking myself a rhetorical question, why is it so hard for me to just stop being right? It doesn't matter. There's no point in arguing if the other person just will not allow you to be right. And that's when I tend to continue in my arguments as I am just, if they don't see my point of view, then I continue to argue. And then if they don't see my point of view, then I'll argue some more and I'll argue harder and louder. And then it gets out of control. And that is a sign that I have a weak mind to be honest. So that's an area that that uh, I'm asking God to help me with. Okay? You know, the problem is, and this is something Dale Carnegie's book says here, uh, but even if we are right, what does arguing about it yield? Why pro- prove someone else wrong? Is that going to make the person like us? Why not just let him or her save face if we have nothing really to gain from it? but the feeling of superiority. For me, it's just feeding my ego. My ego is wounded. She doesn't, or he doesn't see my point. So I'm going to argue. I'm going to discuss. I'm going to talk. 
then I get emotional because my feelings start get, start to get stirred up and I start to argue harder and I start to fight for my right to be correct. And I'm just telling you, it just doesn't work, never works. Now, nine times out of 10, arguing just results in the other person even more firmly convinced that he or she is right. Yeah, this is, this is a convicting one for me. According to Carnegie, it's impossible to win an argument. If we lose the argument, we lose. If we win the argument, we have made the other person feel inferior. We've hurt their pride and we've made them resent us. In other words, we still lose. So it's just a lose-lose proposition to argue. I'm seeing a lot of arguing on the internet, on social media right now. I'm so tired of politics. I'm ready for it to be over and we just have a few more days to hang on. And then I can follow some of my friends again because I've unfollowed them (laughs) at this point. Anyway, a quote here from Dale Carnegie, there is only one way under high heaven to get the best of an argument and that is to avoid it. What if instead of arguing with someone, we admit their importance through appreciation? This can expand the other person's ego so he or she can become sympathetic and kind. Boy, this is like marriage advice, communication advice in marriage 101. Friendships, children, any relationship that you have. I like that. What if instead of arguing with someone, we admit their importance through appreciation? So whenever we feel like arguing, maybe we can dwell on what we appreciate about that person. Dale Carnegie lays out a few more things in this chapter. To keep a disagreement from becoming an argument, we can, number one, welcome the disagreement. If the other person is raising a point we haven't considered, we can be thankful it's brought to our attention. Swallow that pride. It may save us from making a mistake. Quit being stubborn. Distrust our first instinctive impression is the second one. Our natural reaction to a disagreeable situation is to become defensive. Hello? We should keep calm and watch out for how we first react. Number three, control our temper. Only negative outcomes result from a bad temper. Listen first. Number four, we can give our opponents a chance to talk without interrupting and let them finish without resisting, defending, or debating. Number five, look for areas of agreement. Number six, be honest. Look for areas where we can admit error and apologize for our mistakes. This helps reduce defensiveness. Number seven, promise to think over our opponent's idea. Opponent, (laughs) I like that. Promise to think over our opponent's ideas and study them carefully. And mean it. Thank them sincerely for their interest. If they're taking the time to argue with us, they're interested in the same things we are. It's a way of finding common ground. Number nine, post or number eight, excuse me, postpone action to give both sides time to think through the problem. In the meantime, ask ourselves honestly 
if the other person might be right, or at least partly right. So next time you find yourself in a disagreement with someone, don't respond with criticism or a negative email or totally bashing them with a comment or a post. Just don't do that. There's no need. It will not add. You will only lose. How many times do you see people actually getting convinced when you've made a long, drawn-out argument in a comment or in a post? Whose minds are we really changing? Why, is, why are we even doing that? The best thing you can do is just sleep on it. You'll be surprised how much perspective you can gain by giving yourself a bit of time to think the situation over. And you know what? Ask God before you go to sleep. God, help me process this through dreams or just Holy Spirit, come and speak to me tonight so I can process this and I can get and gain your help in the situation. So principle one of how to win people to your way of thinking is the is avoid the argument. That's the way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it at all costs. Some Bible verses for you to consider. Proverbs 15, 18 says, a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Proverbs 16, 32, better a patient person than a warrior one with self-control than one who takes a city. Hmm. Proverbs 20, verse 3, it is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. I don't know about you, but this one really speaks, it's kind of a little dagger into my heart, but I'll recover because I know that God is bigger. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that I can surrender to a God who knows me and considers me his child, adopted into his kingdom. So what do I really have to prove anyway? What do I need to argue for? Every argument has already been made by our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Well, that's it for me today, friends. I hope and pray you have an amazing weekend. I'm off on a men's retreat this weekend, so I'm really, really excited about it. I'm sure I'll talk about what God was saying to me on this trip next week. Make it a great one, friends. God bless you. I'll be back again on the next episode of Courage Cast. Oh.